0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We are starting a new series today, and it's called LinkedIn, and it's all about relationships. Because I think, in my opinion, opinion, relationships are everything. We can have all the areas of our lives humming, our career, our health, our finances, but if our relationships are struggling, it's going to rob our joy and cause stress and anxiety in our life. Relationships are everything. I know someone who had a fallout with their father, an adult female, and he passed away before they had rectified that fallout. And, you know, it's taken her years to recover from that because relationships are everything. It's our relationships that bring the most joy and can also bring the most pain to our lives. So I believe it's important that we take time to work on our relationships and that's one of the reasons why we talk about relationships every year at church. Every year we do a series on this, and that's why. Because when we get to the end of our lives, it's the people in our lives that will matter. Not the things we own, not even the things that we have achieved, it's the people. It's all about people, it's about the connections we have, and we want our relationships to be healthy, and that's why we do doing this series. In 2 Corinthians 13, Paul is closing off his letter to the Corinth church and he says these words, in closing, here is what I want you to remember. So when we left our um, grandsons and our daughter and son-in-law in Leeds, whenever that was, it might have been days ago, it feels like weeks, but you know, there are things you want to say, don't you? I love you and all the other things, look them in the eye, hug them, kiss them. Paul said this to the Corinth church, in closing, these are the things I want you to remember, guys. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these words. Be joyful, grow in maturity, encourage each other, and live in harmony and peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. You know, I believe that all of those four things are going to bless our relationships. In closing, be joyful. Who likes hanging around a sad, depressed, unhappy, complaining person? It's great. You want to bless your relationships? Be joyful. You know, one of the greatest things about... Travelling with Paul is that we spent most of the time laughing. Because he's funny. But I can also be funny, actually, believe it or not. I can be funny. He's much more funny. But, but we did. We laughed and laughed and laughed. And that's good for your relationships. Grow to maturity. That will also bless your relationship. The Bible tells us to leave behind childish, childish ways. To grow up, to not always have to have the last word. To not always have to have your way. Anyone? Anyone? Encourage each other and live in harmony and peace. And this is where I want to focus today. Live in harmony and peace. For our relationships to be strong, harmony and unity is important. Harmony not discord. If I got Jackie up here and I said, play the piano, and she played beautifully as she does, and then she did a discord, in other words, a chord that is wrong, it sort of is very jarring. And relationships, when, when there's no harmony, that's what the relationship feels like. You just It's, it's discord. Harmony is wonderful and pleasant. It's precious and refreshing, the Bible says. It says how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion and there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life everlasting. Harmony is wonderful and pleasant. It's precious and refreshing. Above all else, harmony brings blessing. Blessing. Harmony brings blessing to your relationships. Prosperity and peace. And who doesn't want to live in peace? One of the... Great things about having children <laughs> is that they like to play the p- one parent off another. Any parents in the room know that? And Paul and I learned early on that we were a, had to be a unified force because they would always come to me because I was the softer one. Mum, and then if I said no, they'd go to Paul. You know, we had to have a unified, a unified stance. And it still happens today. And they're 32, 30 and 26. Harmony and unity is not everyone being the same. So don't think that. You don't have to all be the same. God made us all unique. He gave us opinions and skills and differences. It's when we choose to work together in unity in our relationships. That's the beauty and the power comes in. If you hear a song where everyone is singing the same thing, it doesn't sound anywhere as good as when there's harmonies. It brings life. And so you don't have to be the same. Be you. But let's do it in harmony with each other. Okay. And we need skills to live in harmony. And it doesn't automatically happen. I don't know about you, but that's how I feel. So how do we say linked in in our relationships and live in harmony together? Well, today I'm talking about something that will keep us from living in harmony and peace with each other, and it's that little word called judgment. And when we talk about judgment, I think we can get confused, because the Bible tells us to judge, and it tells us to not judge. Anyone confused? And if we're honest, we, we have to admit that we make judgment calls every day, and we need to. 1 Corinthians 2 says this, But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged by no one. 1 Corinthians 4 says this, So don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time before the Lord returns. Matthew 7 says this, don't pick on people, jump to their fa- on their failures, criticise their faults unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. It's easier to see a smudge on your neighbour's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your own face is distorted by contempt? It's this whole travelling roadshow mentality all over again, playing a holier-than-thou part instead of just living your part Wipe that sneer off your face and you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbour. So do we judge or don't we judge? Well, the answer is yes. Yes. Yes, we judge. That first scripture I read said, but he who is spiritual judges all things. And when this verse is talking about judgment, it's, saying, it's talking about discernment, examining, investigating. The Bible is telling us that in life we must be discerning when we make judgment calls. For example, what you are saying to me right now is not true. You know, we hear so much spin today so much. And we need to be discerning and know what's true and what is not. Is that judgment? It's discernment. You have a friend who's, going, who's got a friend who is leading them down the wrong path. It's discerning to say to them, that person is not good for you, they are not helping you. Or to saying to someone, that behavior is harming you. I will not keep quiet anymore. You are believing a lie right now based on the truth of God's word. And it's bringing disaster and pain to your life. These are all discernments. They're they're judgments. And the Bible tells us, it tells us that people are known by their fruit and what comes out of their mouth. They're known by what they produce. And that people will know us, Christians, by our love. These things are discernible. They can be seen and judged. The Bible tells us we have to be discerning in life. We have to make judgment calls. Reading an article, watching a show on people who get sucked into deals that are scams. I'm sure you've all read and seen similar. Because they weren't discerning. They lose money they lose a lot i'm reading a book at the moment that talks about a study that is done has been done that that says that when we're talking to people we actually want to believe that they're telling us the truth and that sometimes doesn't help us so in regards to judgment the bible tells us to be discerning and to be wise but there is another type of judgment jesus talks about it And it's the type of judgment that we are warned against because it's harmful to our relationships and it has a boomerang effect, Eugene Peterson says. It comes back at us. We throw it and back it comes. And that type of judgment, I believe, can be a way of looking at life. And if we aren't careful, it can become the lens that we use to see our entire world. And it's something we can rush too quickly to and in the end end up living with something that I would call a critical spirit. <laughs> Finding the fault. Always looking for the fault. Because you will always find what, we're looking, what you're looking for rather than working on what's going on inside me. In my relationships, am I focusing on how I need to change rather than jumping to judgment and blaming others? Because continual judgment, criticism and condemnation, it's going to sow discord. Not harmony. It's going to sow discord. And I've been reading about studies that show that recipients of continual criticism and contempt have decreased immune systems. Their health is compromised. Recipients of continual judgment expect judgment. And if you expect judgment, guess what? You're always on the defensive. I need to defend myself against you. If you're in a relationship where there's continual criticism and judgment, there will be no intimacy. Because we'll never feel safe enough to let our guard down. And who wants to be in a relationship like that? Not me. Definitely not me. And you know, that's not the way God treats us. Ever. His arms are always wide open. Matthew 7 says this, Refuse to be a critic, full of bias toward others, and judgment will not be passed to you. For you'll be judged by the same standard that you've used to judge others. The measurement you use on them will be used on you. So yes, we are to be discerning and examine, but judge in this verse means to try someone and to condemn and sentence them. It's like that great old Monopoly game, go to jail, go directly to jail, writing people off and putting them down and not seeing their potential, refuse to be a critic, a critic decides if things are up to scratch or not, a food critic, have you ever read a food critic um, opinion of a meal? If they meet the standard, they're good enough. I'll just get out my score sheet, shall I, and write you up. Every place that we left when we were overseas sent me an email and wanted me to review their their establishment. But some people take that to the people in their lives. I'm just going to review you. I'm just going to see how you measure up against my standard. And if you don't measure up, I mean, look, seriously, you, you didn't call me when I needed you. You have offended me five times this week. You've, and the list goes on. Jesus is saying that the measurement we use to judge other people will significantly affect our lives. And we all want beautiful relationships, Jesus says just be aware, be aware of what you're saying, how you're acting, how you're thinking. If we judge harshly, we'll be judged harshly. There's another scripture that says it like this, as we sow, we'll reap. If I show grace, I'm going to have grace come back at me. If I judge I'm going to have judgment. Come back at me. We choose the measure we receive. Matthew 7, I've read it before. Why would you focus on the flaw in someone else's life and fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own? The message of this passage of Scripture is we stop judging others in a hypocritical way and get the sin out of our life. We look at us. We be concerned with what's going on in us. You know, sometimes, hardly ever happens, I might be tempted to judge Paul. Sometimes, maybe. Do you know how many times the Holy Spirit will say to me, you know, you do that. You know, you've said that. He who is without sin, throw the first stone. Because God sees what's really going on. God sees clearly and we can't. God is all-knowing and we aren't. Romans 12, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. It's a great scripture. God is the only one who can judge in situations correctly because he is the only one who knows it all. We can't judge because we don't know it all. Sometimes we like to think that we know it all and that the way that we're seeing it is the only way it is. But can I tell you today, there are three sides to every story, your side, their side and God's side. And God sees it all. And he knows it all. I was talking to someone very recently. And I am the villain in their story. Hard to believe, I know. They have a side. And my side is incredibly different from their side. And I was tempted to think, to just write them up. Just go... Well, you just, you're just wrong. But I don't, see it, I don't see it clearly either. God does. And so what I've had to do is go, well, God, there's this side and there's that side and you know, and I just have to give it to you and trust you in this situation. Trust you, some of you might be in that situation right now. I was being coached by another senior minister and I was just telling them some stuff. And they said, Mel, you know, there's another side to this story. And I hadn't even seen it. Maybe you need to see the other side of the story. You know, the first step is to admit that there is another side. It's not only your side. There's another side. One of the Greek words translate translated judge is pa- is partially defined as to form an opinion, and is cross referenced to the word sentence. So when we judge someone, we firstly form an opinion and then we sentence them. Dangerous. Come up, um, band. Is it my job to sentence another person? No, it's not, ever. It's never my job. Because I don't know what's going on for them. Maybe you're here today and you need some help. You need to ask God to help You focus on what's going on in your world rather than continually judging someone else. It will make a huge difference to your relationship. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you are the recipient of continual judgment, and you've shut down in your relationship you've just shut down you've gone and you need some healing I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit would begin to do what only he can do in your life I'm praying that he would touch you. That he would bring healing to you. Some of you need to be aware of the other side. Father, I pray right now, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here in this place. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are breathing your breath hearts today Lord in their hearts today Lord Holy Ghost Holy Ghost for those that are shut down Lord I ask for your healing power to flow in their world right now thank you God I ask for healing I ask God for opportunities for grace for healing for a voice to be able to speak I ask for change Father I ask you to help us all in our relationships God help us to navigate this tricky at times thing called judgement help us to be aware of how we need to change rather than focusing on how someone else needs to change thank you God thank you Lord I pray that you would touch every relationship of people in this room Lord and people who are with us online I pray that you would bring health I'm going to do one more thing before I hand over to Trish and that is you might be with us online you might be here in the room and you've not had you don't have a relationship with Jesus I want to pray a prayer and I want to invite you to pray with us if you would like to ask Jesus Christ to come into your you would like to hand to to hand over control of your life to him so please join me we're going to pray this prayer out loud we're going to pray it together please join me if that is you dear god thank you for sending jesus jesus thank you for dying for me i ask you to forgive me for my sin I invite you into my life. Help me to always live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.